Hi, uh, this is very, very urgent. Her contractions are constant at this point, and she thinks she might be crowning. At the time, I didn't know there was going to be twins. From Boston 25 News, this is First on Scene, a podcast about the people who run toward danger, about those who become heroes in our darkest hour. Thanks so much for joining us today for this episode of First on Scene. I'm really excited about today's episode. This is about as good as it gets. First responders truly doing the incredible. It's not an accident, not a fire, not a victim of a crime. It's celebrating life and bringing a life into this world. Everyone loves a good story of a baby being delivered, it seems, on the side of the road. And joining me here today in our podcast studio, firefighter paramedic Rob Nickerson with the Holden Fire Department, but also the Sterling Fire Department. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. You have quite a story to tell. You've been doing this for about, what, 25 years? Yeah, I've been in EMS for 25 years, correct? December was quite a month for you, wasn't it? It's It, it was a crazy month, yes. <laughs> but at least. Uh, you delivered... Not one, but twins. Twins, We'll start there. You deliver twins. Tell me about that. So, I mean, it was like any other day. Um, I actually was on call from home, and uh, I had known that our primary ambulance for the town was out on an an additional call. So um, I was listening up for the the secondary ambulance. And uh, sure enough, that call went out. um, And, and, you know, it kind of caught my ear. A little bit. The dispatcher had that that tone in his voice that kind of relayed that, hey, there's, there's something serious here. Sense of urgency. Yeah, huh? Absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, he, he went out for a childbirth on the highway. Um, she believes she's she's uh, given birth um, at this point. So, you know, I, I, I leave my home um, and I hear the secondary ambulance signed on right away. Um, we had our, our fire chief in town uh, was on there as well as uh, our lieutenant. And um, so I called them on, on my radio and I said, I'll, I'll meet you on scene, you know, um, which really was not too far from my house. I live fairly close to Interstate 190. And um, the dispatcher was giving us uh, some updates here and there as, as we were going along. And, and it almost seemed like, the, you know, the ambulance had gotten on the highway um, and they had missed each other. And we're trying to figure out why. Um, and, and actually, the uh, the husband had stopped on top of the bridge prior to the the exit to get on. Well, and, and I don't want to cut you off too much here, but no you know, sometimes when these things happen, the nine one nine one one calls can be just fascinating to listen to, can't they? They they absolutely are. Um, you know, one of those irons in the fire I talked to you about earlier was, uh, you know, I, I actually sat at the desk. I was a dispatcher, 911 dispatcher for a while. So, um, yeah, I've done it and, and sat at the same desk that our dispatcher was at that day. So you do, you get some crazy calls that come in and, you know, you're, you're trying to get first responders out the door on the radio as well as keep them on the line and handle their emergency. So it's, it's very hectic for the dispatcher. Well, let's go back to December 14th on that Friday and that call, and Sterling, and this is how it initially came in, what you were talking about. 911 calls recorded. Where is your emergency? Sterling, it's state. I have a mail party on the line dra- uh, traveling 190 southbound around one mile marker 9.9, stating that uh, a party in his car is having contractions right now. Caller is on the line for you. 
Okay, sir, go ahead. Hi, uh, this is very, very urgent. Her contractions are constant at this point, and she thinks she might be crowning. Okay, are you pulled over, or are you driving? Yes. I, I pulled over. I am right at the 140 exit. Right at 140? Uh, before it or after it? Just All right. I'm going to put you on hold for one second to dispatch an ambulance, and I'm going to help you out, okay? Thank you. Yep. Give me one second. Uh -oh. So are you still on the line? I am. Okay, has anything changed since I last spoke with you? Um, no. It's just it's, it's urgent. They're twins. You're having twins. Okay. Yes. I have I have two ambulances in route right now. They're on their way. Okay. Okay. What's your telephone number, Brendan? Okay. Is this your first birth? No. No. How many kids do you have? One. She's getting a three in a week. When's her due date? Uh, it's, 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 it's now. It's now. It's right now. Right now. Right now. I understand. They're on their way. Okay. So that's how it plays out. And a lot's going on there, <laughs> understandably. And I think the best part of that is when uh, the dispatcher's asking, when's the due date? Uh, right now. Right now. <laughs> Correct. So... I mean, he's amazingly calm in all this. He is. So what happened when you all got there? So so we we actually, um, I, I called the dispatcher and said, you know, we're not meeting up here. Um, we got another second ambulance that's en route as well to help out um, to try and catch up an exit earlier. And uh, we weren't sure who was really going to meet up with them first. But, you know, as I said, well, he's sitting on the overpass. And I said to the dispatcher, I said, well, if, if he's driving, can he just have him... <coughs> drive south, and he'll run right into the ambulance. And, and that's what he did. Um, and, and we met up with him. When I got there, the uh, the crew were getting her on the stretcher and loading her in the back of the ambulance. And um, I opened up the back doors and jumped in. And, and as soon as I opened them up and I could see she was crowning, there was no doubt that this birth was going to be imminent within the next couple minutes. Um so we, you know, basically gowned up and, and got ready to deliver this baby. So I, at the time, I didn't know there was going to be twins. Um, the dispatcher knew, but that was information that he didn't send over to us. Um, it would have been great to know. Um, does it change our job? No. Um, but you, it would have been interesting to, to know that up front. You're very seasoned. You've been involved in this stuff before. Correct. How many times before? Uh, at this point, uh, two times before. So what do you think when you're dealing with this? You know, it's, women have given, been given birth for a million years. It's, it's, it's part of nature. It's most of the time it goes out. Okay. The last thing you want to do is, is get in and find an arm hanging out or a leg and find that they're breech. Um, that changes the game quite a bit. Um, when I opened up the door, I could see that she was crowning with a head, and I knew this was going to be a normal birth. Um, from there, you you know, you kind of have to ask some questions to get an idea of what you're dealing with as far as the infant goes. Um, are they followed by an OBGYN? Um, is there 
anything that they're watching? Is there any um, problems with the birth that the that their doctor's following them with? These are the types of things that we want to know up front. Um, and and she said no. And the other the other thing that we want to know is how many times that she's been pregnant before, right. and how many of those did she was she able to give natural birth to? Um, and I asked her that question as as we were gearing up ready to deliver, and she says, "Well, I I've had uh, one before," and I said, "Oh, that's great." And she says, "You know, I have twins." And I thought, "Well, that's that's great." She had her first time out; she had twins. You know, she goes, "No, I'm I'm having twins having now. twins right now," and and that was the first time that I was aware we were <laughs> delivering twins. So, um, did that concern you at that point? It didn't. Inst- didn't concern me um, a great deal, but I knew we were going to be doing this twice. And, you know, one thing that we, we, we've learned in our training and in our experiences, it's safer to deliver when you're not moving, and that's why we stayed where we were. We delivered the first baby, um, a baby girl, came out perfect. Um, you know, we got our breathing right away. And at that point, my second truck, which I had asked prior when I found out we were having twins, I asked the chief, uh, send the second truck, because he had backed them off already. And I said, we're going to need some more help here, you know, and get ready for the second OB kit, because we're going to have two babies here. I need double the equipment. Yeah, I was going to ask, how often do you have that kind of equipment on board for one, but maybe two? Yeah, so we definitely, it's it's part of the... Um, Part of the state regulations as far as required equipment on an ambulance to have OB kits. Um, we happen to carry two on each ambulance. And um, just because, you know, if you if you open one up and you're missing some equipment, you don't know what goes on in manufacturing. These are all pre-manufactured from a company right. and sealed. And so if you're missing some equipment, you break open the second one. Um, we broke open the first one, had everything we needed. But then again... Now we have a second baby coming. We need the second kit. So I'm getting the other people on the call that are with us, um, getting them out. Let's get the equipment going, make sure everything's there that I need. Sometimes, you know, the second baby will deliver fairly quick. Sometimes it may be a half hour to an hour. Um, you, you just don't know what that's going to be. So how did everything unfold at that point? It, it unfolded it, Perfect. Quickly. You, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't <laughs> ask for better timing, you know, a, a, a better outcome than what we had. She delivered naturally the first one, baby girl, perfectly healthy. We got uh, the cord clamped. Um, we were able to cut the, the cord. Uh, actually, Dad was able to cut the cord. And um, at that time, my second truck showed up. Uh, paramedic Colhane, Aaron Colhane, got on board with me and... Uh, we base. I basically handed that over to her, so she took that, and she's a, a a fairly new paramedic now. So this is all new to her. This is she's kind of thrown in, you know, to the fire on this one, and um, she did an outstanding job yeah. on on taking care of that that first infant. And I mean, everyone's got to realize we not only have do we have babies to take care of, but we still have mom as a patient as well. Sure. So. Um, mom had calmed down. Her contractions had slowed quite a bit. Um, we knew we had a second baby, but within 12 minutes, we were just getting ready to, to head out to the hospital because we weren't really sure how long it was going to take, and all of a sudden, her contractions hit hard again. 
and um, she literally made one push, and that baby. And we say they came flying out. This baby came flying out, and and it was literally <laughs> you caught it, um, and and it, and it was a, a beautiful baby boy. So very healthy. Um, we were able to take care of. I took care of the uh, of the little boy. Um, we clamped. Dad got. He was already in his vehicle, ready to follow the ambulance. He jumped back out. Jumped back in the ambulance. Uh, we let him cut the cord, and um, they were thrilled. They really were. I bet they were. You know, That's it incredible. wasn't what they had planned as far as birthing their twins. Not many people plan it that I, way. I, I don't think anyone really, <laughs> really plans to have them on the side of the highway. But it does happen. Sure, you know, it happens um, more than you think. I think. Yeah. So that was that was pretty incredible. I bet you walked away from there thinking, "Wow." That's quite an experience. It is. It is. You probably will never see that in your career again. Um, at least I hope not. And uh, But, I mean, these are all things that make you seasoned in your career. You, you may not see that exact thing ever again in your career, but you did see something three days later. And Correct. Let's play that call from Holden. 911, the sign's recorded. Where is your emergency? Uh, I'm on 122A, driving from Rutland into Holden. My wife is delivering uh, my gun, a baby in the car, I believe. I'm trying to get to the Holden Fire Department. That's okay, what are you in front of right now? What are you in front of right now? The baby's head is out. Um, the baby's head is out? Are you pulled off to the side of the road? Are you I'm still driving. driving. I'm driving. Okay, I'm just trying to see on the map where you are exactly, so that way I can send them. Are you pulling over or are you coming... I'm trying to get, there's a state, looks like there's a state police cop in front of me. Okay. All right. So you're over, you just crossed over the Holden line, correct? Yes. Okay. What kind of car are you in? I'm in a black Chevy Equinox. Black Chevy. Okay. Can you pull over right now? I'll have the ambulance meet you over there. Can you like park in front of like a number? It's It's dark. In the Wista, the Wista Gravel okay. Company, Holden Gravel Company. Oh, okay, right you're at the entrance. Okay, so Holden if you want to pull over line. there, I'm going to have the ambulance come over to you, okay? I'm here. I'm here. Okay, hold on one moment, sir. Stand by for a medical. So this was three days later. You heard the initial call from Sterling. This was in Holden three days later. And guess who responded? <laughs> Again, it was you. Correct. How did this unfold? Well, um, it happened to be my regular work day in Holden. Um, I worked there full time as a, again as a firefighter paramedic, um, and uh, we have a crew of four that's on full time. And uh, we literally had just come in. We had gotten in our uniforms. We were ready to go. Um, the on-duty crew that was coming off duty. Uh, was still there as well, and we heard that call go in and or go out, and um, you know we headed up. Then we were probably maybe a mile and a half away. I mean, we weren't that far away, and um, you know, as you, as you hear the the dad who's on the the nine one one, I mean, to him, it was like ten fifteen minutes. It right. was a long time. Right. And it when you're on is. when right. you're on nine one one. You know, and you're the one with the emergency. Um, it, yeah. It's always two minutes a long seems time. like it's twenty minutes, right? right? right. Yeah, but the, I mean, the 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 response time was maybe a couple minutes, if that. And um, but yeah, we we shot right up there. Um, we knew what we had. But what did you think? 
knowing that you had done this just three I'm, before. I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, this is crazy. What, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and usually when you have, when we're called for a woman in labor, most of the time we have one of two um, situations. We have mom whose water broke. She's probably got some labor pains. And we get her loaded up. We take care of her, and we get her in, and she gives birth in the hospital. The other side of that is mom's already delivered the baby and because it came so quick. And those are usually your second, third, fourth births. Um, the first one usually takes a long time, and, and that right. was the case with the first one in Sterling. She was telling me that her first birth, she was in labor for 36 hours. So when her water broke, yeah. it— you know, she thought she had plenty of time. Same was with this mother. This was her third child. And she said, oh, I've got plenty of time to get to the hospital. Well, not on your subsequent births. Right, they, right. They, come, they always come a lot quicker. So you got to this call and you arrived there. Correct. What was the situation? Because um, the, it the was a father lot... was very concerned. Yeah, so the father was very concerned. Um, and, and, and for the layperson, you know, when... He had he had seen his wife partially birth this child, so she had she had birthed the head out so far um, when we got there, and she was in the back seat of the SUV, and it wasn't just them. They had the thirteen year old daughter in the front. They had a car seat in the back wow. with a a younger one, I, and and I'm not quite sure how old that child was. Um, I'm guessing probably two, maybe three. Um, and mom is taking up the rest of the back seat, trying to give birth. And she had um, been able to push the head out. And of course, you know, infants at that point aren't going to be breathing. They're still getting their oxygenated blood supply from the mother through the cord. And um, the our basically our brand new paramedic Corey. He did a great job. He jumped right in there with her. Um, and and Corey actually was the one who who delivered that baby in the back seat and um, did a great job. That baby came out. We were able to clamp that cord. Dad, I gave him the scissors, and we let Dad cut the cord. And um, Corey and I rushed that baby in and uh, into the ambulance. Um, that one took a little bit longer to revive, um, get him breathing and crying and everything. Um, but, again, a, a, a very healthy little baby. And... Um, we got mom in the back of the ambulance. We got her taken care of, and um, both did very well. <laughs> you it, say it's so remarkably calm, too. <laughs> it, well, you know, experience will do that for you, um, but I give kudos to Corey. Um, been a paramedic for only a very short amount of time. It was his first birth, and for Corey, Corey's wife just delivered their baby hmm. just maybe two weeks prior to that. So Corey's new into the into the baby field, sure. but he did a great job. Um, One thing you touched on that I thought was really interesting is that, you know, in this kind of um, unpredictable environment that you're in, responding to delivering a baby on the side of the road, there's so many unknown conditions. This isn't an inside a hospital. Absolutely. And this can be traumatic for the families. You know, they're obviously very concerned. And one thing I thought was really neat is that, and, and I've heard this before, that you actually let the father, you know, as you were talking about, cut the umbilical cord. Right. You very easily could have 
said, we got we to gotta go, we got to do this and that. Right. We don't right. have time for that. But right. that's something they will never, ever forget. Correct. That's something, you know, that they like to do in the hospital. Right. Um, they let the, the dads cut the cord. Um, and, and for all purposes, we, we try to do that in the field as well. Um, there are times when, you know, you got to pick things up a little right. bit uh, for the health of the child or the mom. But um, anytime I've had a chance to, to do that, I've let the dad cut the cord. So, You um, are very seasoned, and you wear a lot of different hats. Quickly, right. just give me a sense of all the different oh, types boy. of things you can respond to. Well, um, <laughs> it's a bunch. So, some of the things I do besides just being a firefighter and a paramedic, um, I teach ice rescue to a lot of different departments. Um, I certify their, their people in that. And... Um, on top of that, I'm also a dive rescue specialist. Um, I work with uh, a, a local team. I lead a, a local team, um, actually in Sterling, and we're part of a, a larger uh, Central Mass Fire District Number Eight uh, regional dive team. So I do a lot with that as well. So I do a lot of diving, um, a lot of water rescue work. But you're also um, involved with the arson team, bomb defusing. You have all this yeah, kind of different so I'm also. So I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, you have calls like these that we've played here. Yep. How do these stack up for you, you know, compared uh, to everything else? That right you've up there. It's, it's one of those things, you know, when you deliver any baby on the side of the road, you know, whether, whether you're a paramedic, an EMT, um, a police officer, a state trooper. I mean, we've seen in this state, a, a number of state troopers have, helped with with birthing on the side of the road um it's one of those things you're just not going to forget you know that goes with you it's kind of like a, a a badge you carry with you you know that all right i've done this i've been there i've done that i've got the t-shirt you know it, it was a great experience so what is what is your advice to um you know young paramedics young firefighters who get into this industry and and haven't seen yet what you've seen what is your advice? I would say, you know, enjoy it. It's, it's uh, you know, as we go through the fire academy when we're new, you know, they say it's it's the best job in the world, and it really is. Um, you know, we're, out, we're not in it for the money. We don't make millions of, of dollars sure. doing this. So we're in it for to help people and um, make a difference, you know. And I would say to the young guys, you know, Listen to the older guys, the seasoned guys. They'll teach you how to do this and um, try and stay out of trouble with it and uh, you know, in, enjoy your career because it really is. It's, it's a great career. On these two calls, would you have done anything differently? No. No, I, I really wouldn't. They went, uh, they went perfect. I, I, I like to use the word textbook, um, but, yeah, it really did. You know, and, and I have to give kudos to everybody that was it. You know, it's just not me out there doing it. I had a number of people on the first call. Um, again, uh, the, the fire chief, the lieutenant that was on, um, I had two other paramedics, uh, Aaron, who came with me to the hospital as well. Um, she did an absolutely great job, brand new paramedic. Um, and, um, have you, have you seen the babies or the family since those mornings? The, uh, I have not personally seen them. Uh, they brought them into the station the other day and, um, they were, uh, you know, I was unfortunately I was unable to um, to be there due to another um, thing I had going on sure. with the family. But uh, 
you know, they were given, everyone on the call was, was given their stork pins and uh, Representative Norton's office came out and uh, Representative Kim uh, Ferguson, she was out there as well. And the family brought the babies in, you know, special. and, it's, and it, it, it is, it, it's a special, it's a special deal, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I know it's special to you, but it, it will forever be special to yeah. those families. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, with everything in, you know, this is uh, my, um, I have total five field births That's in my great. career. And, uh, you know, my very first one, it was, it was, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's a scary deal to I'm go sure. through, you know, especially when it's your first one. But to this day, I still keep in contact with the family and uh the the family makes dinner for us on christmas every year they're faithful they show up with with dinner for us and uh you know it's 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 great it's great to watch them grow now that makes it even more special yeah i know the families are truly appreciative and i know the community is also truly appreciative but uh and I know that you, you do this because you love it. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you and you love being able to have the opportunity to help people too. So, yep. well, thank you so much for being here. Firefighter paramedic Rob Nickerson with the Holden Fire Department, also the Sterling Fire Department, a very busy guy, obviously was very busy in December. So um, thanks for sharing your memories. Thanks Thank for you, being here and sharing what truly is something to celebrate. I appreciate you having me in. Thank you. We'll see thank you next you. time for First on Scene. First on Scene is a production of Boston 25 News. It's hosted by me, Blair Miller, and the show is produced and edited by Dalton Main. Music is provided by Killer Tracks. Special thanks this episode to Rob Nickerson and his colleagues in Holden and Sterling, and thanks to those who always carry two kits. You can listen to the show on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can read more about these stories at boston25.com slash firstonscene. Thanks for listening.